Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, and I'm coming to you on April the 11th, that's 411 if you will, of 2023, and it is a Tuesday, therefore it must be a Texit Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if that sounded nefarious or not, but I'm here once again to talk about the idea that Texas independence is and should be considered a worthy topic of debate, discussion, and an open referendum. Now, look, I realize we are populated by a bunch of folks that think this has all been settled. You know, there was a SCOTUS case, which has been in in part overturned and, well, quite frankly, was politically coerced. So I'm not sure how binding that is. But, oh, well, this was settled by a war. Well, yeah, wars settle everything. Oh, well, they have adopted uh, constitutional amendments that limit their actions. Yeah, they were done under duress, so I'm not sure how binding that is. And so on and so forth. And apparently, by the way, when the king says you can't leave, you can't leave. Oh, well, that would be illegal. Um, yeah, so is any time you tell the king no. So I really am beside myself why we have to constantly beg permission from our master to tell our master we don't want him to be our master anymore. But that is the logic that we get, primarily from so-called conservative Republicans, but also from leftists. And this is one of those rare occasions where the leftists and the Republicans are on the same page. And that might be a little concerning to you if you were to pay close enough attention because the same old story is still in play. Somebody once posted a meme, and I've seen it at least four or five times since. If Tom ever kills Jerry, the show is over. That's why they never solve the problems. They have zero interest in actually making things better. They like pitting us against each other so that maybe, just maybe, they can give us enough dribbles that calm us down for the next election cycle so that they can get the outcome that they want, which is to win re-election. I don't find that very fulfilling. I don't find that very uh, interesting. And I certainly am not in support of that. But time and time again, we as conservatives, we as Republicans, we as conservative Republicans, we as Christians are told if we will just show up in the ballots and we can fix it all, we can do it all if we'll just vote harder. My question, and this is a reoccurring theme, how's that working out for you? So when it comes to Texas, uh, this time around, one of our champions was none other than Brian Slayton. Now, Brian Slayton, in my mind, is the most conservative representative we have in the Texas House, by my own definition of conservative. Certainly one of the most freedom-orientated uh, elected officials in the entire state of Texas. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's come to pass that the uh, declaration of dead upon arrival has been fulfilled. But not only have they killed every bill, no, no, they weren't, they weren't happy with that alone. No, they're going to try and take the man out in his entirety. They're going to try and uh, embarrass him and run him off. So much so that somebody that should be on his side, somebody that 
allegedly is a good conservative Christian elected official, by my mind, has already thrown him under the bus. Now, what, pray tell, did he do? Well, allegedly, there was a underage, and by underage, I mean less than 21, still adult, but less than 21, individual of the opposite sex in his hotel room. Probably not the best choice, but nothing wrong here yet. Apparently, they were offered a beverage, an adult beverage, which means technically you need to be 21 years old in order to consume it. Of course, we are talking about Austin, Texas. Austin, where it's apparently now perfectly legal to smoke dope, uh, panhandle, prostitute, and, well, do all your gay stuff out in public, whether it's the... I'm not even going to go into the details. But apparently, if you offer somebody under the age of 21 an adult beverage, and by all accounts, you should know better, you are no longer worthy of serving the Texas House of Representatives. Now, I, for one, am looking forward to a fair and unbiased examination of what actually happened here. And if something worthy of more than a happened here, I will be very surprised. But apparently, you only hold people accountable to those rules when they deviate from your plan of action, which is to dole out the most minor positive steps forward for those of us that work to get you guys elected every two years. Not a good plan for us. Now, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. You weren't there. I always believe that you're innocent until proven guilty. I said it back when OJ was on trial. I'll say it again now. Innocent until proven guilty. Now, there are some things that happen that are particularly troublesome or concerning, uh, namely in the local school districts. And we can't even get a investigation into what happened there. But I am certain they're going to have all the time and the money in the world to look in every part of Mr. Brian Slayton's life to find the slightest deviance from his moral compass of where he might have stepped out of line on one thing here or there to try and tar and feather this man and run him off. This is another case of misplaced priorities. Now, if you're wondering how this goes in hand in hand with Texas here, it is well known that the majority of our elected officials in Austin don't want to touch this. Whether it's cowardice, whether it's uh, they actually disagree with it, or uh, they just have no opinion whatsoever. I don't know. But what I can tell you is, if your fear is that you don't want we the people to have a voice on a very important subject, perhaps you are the problem. And rather than push that off on us, rather than uh, blaming us, perhaps you ought to look in the mirror. Perhaps you ought to reconsider. Instead of slandering a good man. Perhaps you ought to consider... You ought to consider the idea that maybe, just maybe, you're going to actually win this vote. Hmm? I mean, 51% that vote for stay, they win. 50.1% 
that votes to stay and you win. So if you're so confident, if you're so cocksure that there's nothing that can be done and we have no business even looking at this, then run the referendum. I suspect that it's all about fear. I suspect you don't want to hear the truth. I suspect that you might be surprised. There are a good amount of people that self-identify as Democrats. I've heard the number as high as 35. I've heard it as low as 28. Actually support secession or Texas independence or Texas or at least just the referendum, depending on who you're asking and when. I find that very interesting. Perhaps they want to know where they stand as well. And I actually, I think that is a net positive because even if we're running with the vote, perhaps, perhaps some of these leftist progressives will go back from where they came. If they're so hmm, necessitation of belonging to the union is so important to them, perhaps they'll just take the opportunity to go back to wherever they came from. I mean, if you fled from California to come here because it's so much better and you're watching Texas get progressively less good, right? That, that the differences between Texas and the rest of the union are disappearing. Perhaps we ought to consider whether or not you're a net positive to the state of Texas. You know, there's the old Aggie joke. What happens when you send all the Aggies to Oklahoma? Well, the IQ goes up in both states. So I wonder, what happens when you send back all the Yankees to Yankee land? Well, I'm sure the crime rate improves in both states. In other words, it drops. Just guessing. Now, that being the case, I am at a loss as to why the great concern. Why the great fear? I mean, if, if you really truly think it's illegal and you've brainwashed enough people to think it's illegal then you ought to have no fear that it's going to be shot down. I wonder what is really at play here. Now, I realize that I am just but one small voice. And according to some people, I only have two listeners. But I'm here to tell you, this isn't going away. There's at least a half a million people that have signed up in support of Texit. They want the referendum. Now, you may think a half a million people is nothing when you're dealing with 33 million people in a state. Well, let's let's run some numbers on it just for fun. Let's say that mm, 60% of that 33 million are actually a voting age. Let's say 65. Let's be generous. 65%. So two-thirds of 33 million. And I'll, I'll whip out my little... Uh, calculator here just so I can get the ballpark right because you know I wouldn't want to be accused of making things up so 33 million uh, times 0.65 nets me 21 million okay now we're going to say 20% of that 21 million will actually show up to vote now that puts us at 4 million now, we're going to say of that 4 million, uh, f- let's call it 55% are Republican voters because they're going to win the vote one way or the other, right? And, and it's higher than that. But again, we're just being generous. So we're going to multiply that by 0.55. So now that puts us at 2.4 million voters. 
So 2.4 million voters basically decide what happens in the state of Texas. So if you've got a half a million people, right? So that's roughly 20% of all the voters are in support of this. That says something. And now of that half a million, there's probably a good 30% that just won't sign up because they don't sign up for anything. And there's probably a good number of them that are actually, in fact, Democrats that don't even get factored into the Republican voting totals. So, I mean, this number could be as high as three quarters of a million. Three quarters of a million voters out of five million. That's a pretty big swing, don't you think? I mean, let's face it, when you put it on the ballot, there's a whole lot of people that don't bother to read it. They're just in favor of it no matter what. So there is that danger. Maybe that's what they're afraid of, right? I mean, we see this game played from time to time. You know, a city council pushes something through and sends it to the voters, spends a bunch of money of the cities to get them to do what the city wanted them to do. But that's all fair. Well, it would seem to me that the state legislature might very well do the same thing. I mean, we watched Brexit unfold and they were predicting the end of the world if Great Britain went off on their own. I haven't seen that yet. As a matter of fact, they might be marginally better than their Euro friends because the Euro and the EU is in deep doo-doo. Why? Oh, that's right, because they are in support of a corrupt regime in Ukraine, which was formed by, oh, that's right, independence from the Soviet Union. Hmm, curious how that works. And yes, I'm not being fair. (coughs) There's a whole lot at play here. But we're not talking about being fair. Of course, there's always other things going on. But we are talking about a logical explanation for why. I want both sides laid out. Why is the uh, great state of Texas better off staying in the union? I want to hear your best sales pitch. Put it out there. Then I want to hear why is Texas better off as an independent country? They've already got their sales pitch. It's pretty good. They've sold me. But I'm curious, what is the sales pitch for staying? What's to be gained if we stay part of the union? And for those of you out there that are so concerned about a mass invasion from the rest of the other states and that they'll force us to stay, um, yeah, that didn't work out so well in Afghanistan or currently in Ukraine. And being that we're too busy promoting dudes that wear high heels into positions of power and influence, I'm not overly concerned about that. I'll take my few hundred thousand with rednecks with guns over the current state of the army. Just saying. Blade of grass, people. Blade of grass. Now, ideally, in my, in my perfect dream world here, this would be a peaceful transition. We'll negotiate treaties of what stays, what goes, what we're going to pay the feds to go away and what the feds are going to leave behind. All that can be negotiated. I'm fairly certain that we can come up with an amicable amicable divorce, (laughs) right? I mean, we've got plenty of divorce attorneys here in Dallas. I'm sure they'd be able to work on that for us. They're used to divvying up assets of a family. And that's what we are. The United States has been a family, a large, dysfunctional 
family, but a family nonetheless. And sometimes that family breaks apart. Parents uh, die. Um, Nephews or nieces go their own way. It happens. Families break apart, but they're still family. Does anybody actually believe that if the 49 states left in the union were invaded, that Texas wouldn't be first in line to defend? I I know this, uh, you know, something that upsets some people, but up until very recently, the vast majority of the military fighting men were from the South. Are you aware of this? And it didn't matter if they were white, black, or Latino. They were generally from the South. A disproportionate population, if you will. So I understand why the military might not be enthusiastic about Texas going their own way. But I would imagine that the creepers that run this country, the ones that are in D.C. that really don't like the idea that somebody might have an opinion different than theirs, I would think maybe they want us to just go away. Go away peacefully. Go away quietly. We'll give you what you want. Just stay out of the way. I mean, you need to look no further than what's playing out in Oregon, right? They they want to separate and go their own way. They want to form uh, greater Idaho. Now, whether or not that's the best outcome for the states at play there, It is an interesting scenario that could play out. Why would you, if you're in Eastern Oregon, I'm sorry, Western Oregon, and you like your tiny percentage of people that run things and you don't want to be questioned and you feel that it's actually detrimental for you to have those rural areas on the east side of the state as part of your great and glorious greater Portland, why wouldn't you want to just ship them off? I mean, it would seem to me It'd be in everybody's best interests. And I can make that argument, right? So Texas is basically a red state with a couple of blue blobs. I think that would self-correct. I think a lot of those people in those blue blobs would be happy to go somewhere else. They don't necessarily want to stay with us. And I, and I don't blame them for that, right? I mean, what's to be gained being a permanent minority in your state? And where everybody feels that, oh, individual liberty is important. Oh, well, we don't we don't want to do that gay stuff. Or, oh, hey, we like firearms. Or, or whatever your topic du jour is. I just use those as uh, friendly examples, right? Does anybody actually believe that uh, that's the case? That they're going to be willing to let us go peacefully? I have my doubts. I really do. But again... It doesn't mean we shouldn't try. It doesn't mean we shouldn't be interested in finding a way to do that. But again, if you're so afraid of the outcome, then that makes me think that you don't know what the outcome is. It makes me think that your fear is based upon the reality that you're pretty sure you're going to lose. I mean, these people in Austin, they have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. They know the outcome. And even if they don't, they'll say that they do. They'll find a way to get the outcome that they want. Doubt me? Just look at those primary results. They're very telling, aren't they? So, 
I know, I know. I'm here. I'm talking about the idea how we need to have a referendum. We need to have a vote. And if we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. But if they manipulate the voting, how do we know we got a true outcome? Ah, there you go. You got me. We don't. We don't. But we would have, let's say, a more or less accurate gauge of what people really think, what people really want. I mean, I got to ask myself on occasion, if I was in the state of Wisconsin, where I was born and raised, and Wisconsin was given the choice, well, you can stay in the union or you can go your own way, I'm going to guess that a significant majority would prefer to stay. But if the inverse were true, say uh, you're in Wisconsin, but you're not part of the union, and you're given the opportunity to join the union or stay on your own, I'm going to imagine, apologize, technical difficulty with the voice there. I'm going to imagine that the outcome being different is what they're afraid of, right? And, and Daniel Miller and his crew over at Texas, they've been very good at framing the question. If you knew now, or if you knew then what you knew now, right? The question is, would you choi- would you choose to join the union? And if you wouldn't choose to join the union, ought you not consider if you would be better off if you were to be free from the union? I mean, it, it's working for Britain. It certainly worked for Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. Sweden and Norway were able to peacefully separate. The Czech Republic separated from Slovakia. Now, I wish I could say positive things about what happened in Yugoslavia, but Slovenia, they separated one on their own without too much trouble. I mean, Macedonia has had some minor troubles, but really, if you think about it, Serbia in and of itself was pretty peaceful. Their neighbors, not so much, right? Croatia got their situation resolved fairly quickly. The majority of the problem was in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Now, that's not to say that being in any of those newly created states was a peaceful, orderly transition, but those things sorted out. I mean, you had the three major world religions vying for power, plus at least five distinct ethnic enclaves fighting for control that have different breakdowns in the religious orders as well all being sorted out after being on the under the heel of Tito and his descendant uh, power brokers for the better part of a half a century. And most of those people were nursing wounds that were a couple hundred years old or more. So that's kind of a unique situation in history. You know, Spain and Portugal were able to peacefully separate. It can be done. It should be done. There's plenty of examples of it worldwide. Sometimes it's not completely bloodless. Sometimes it's a little tumultuous, but that's okay because liberty is worth it, right? If you're not willing to fight for your liberty, then you're going to lose it. You know, in 2019 and 2020, we gave up a certain amount of that liberty because we thought we were getting security. We thought you were getting protection. How did that work for us? Yeah, that was what yesterday's episode was largely about, right? You can only give so much away. You can only trust 
those in power, those with authority so much before they sell you out and they destroy that which made it special. The underlying problem is those that empower don't want to give up their power. Those that are in power only want to get more power. And the only way that we can effectively fight back is to take them out of the equation. Clearly, most of our problems in Texas stem from D.C. or D.C. interference in Austin. That's not to say we don't have a ton of problems in Austin. We do. But those are far more manageable apart from D.C. And if we're real lucky, maybe some of those uh, political people will leave and go to D.C. or join the other 49 states because that's where their heart is. That's where their loyalty is. It's not to Texas. It's to these United States. And I'm okay with that. I get it. I mean, I swore an oath to the Constitution to protect it from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I've said more than one occasion, I believe our federal government has basically become a domestic enemy. And it pains me to say that. I don't want to fight them. I just want to go my own way. I want to be separated from them. I want to be out from underneath their thumb. They violated the Constitution. They've abrogated their or abrogated. <laughs> they've violated their own oaths. They violated the Constitution. They've usurped powers that they were not given, and they've abdicated powers and authorities that they actually did have. And they failed in so many ways. Yet we keep rewarding them. And when I say we, I say we, the people keep rewarding them. We send the same people back time and time again. And it really doesn't matter if the name changes or the face looks a little different. It's the same policies all the time. We can't fix DC. I'm fairly confident we can do something about Austin, but really and truly, until we get DC out of the equation, we have no chance to fix Austin. Now I've said from the get-go, I really, really support the idea of having a referendum. We, the people, deserve a vote. And I've always been a little less forward on the idea that I support independence. I do support independence. But to me personally, it's less about me selling you on the idea of independence. And it's more about me using this platform such as it is to put out the idea that you are the people. We should have a plebiscite. We should decide who we want to be running the state of Texas. Do we want an independent Republic of Texas or do we want to continue to be tethered to DC? And while we're tethered to DC, we get to look forward to California going further and further off the rails with their draconian policies and their socialist crazy world that they've done there. We look forward to staying tethered to Colorado as they continue to invert all that is good with all that is evil. We look forward to staying tethered to New York and New Jersey as they celebrate the destruction of our land. We look forward to being tethered to Virginia as they are all at once shedding all that was once great about the dominion, the old dominion there. We can look forward to being tethered to Michigan as they continue to give themselves over to whatever it is they're giving themselves over with. We can look forward to being tethered to Minnesota, which is a shadow of its once great Rust Belt state that it was, right? The production of uh, wheat and grain and potatoes and all this other stuff that came out of Minnesota. And I mean, it's a, it's, it's cold up there. 
for for six months out of the year, you probably don't even want to be outside without a jacket or more. But they still were productive and did a lot of things. Where are they now? Or you can consider that while there are a great number of beneficial things coming from Washington and Oregon, their policies in the direction they're pushing those states is going further down that cliff into the deep black hole that is the abyss of socialism and tyranny. We can choose to stay tethered to that or we can go our own way. We can take a step of faith forward. We can try something different, something better. There's no guarantee that we're going to be successful. There's no guarantee that Texit is going to fix all the problems that we have. I don't believe they will. I don't believe everything is fixable. But what I do believe is it will give us an opportunity. It will give us a fresh start. It will give us a step forward to more liberty, a step forward to focus on a future that is still attainable with not being tethered to the giant millstones of those other states I've mentioned. At this point, I don't believe, honestly, we can redeem in our own power that we can redeem California, Oregon, Washington, New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey. I don't think there's any going back. And while we're at it, you can throw in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maryland, Delaware. it's, It's a loss. It's all but a total loss in the rest of the country. And when you say we should keep staying and keep fighting, why would we allow ourselves to be decimated? Why would we allow ourselves to go into battle when we know we're going to lose? No. A smart leader pulls his people back to a point of refuge, rebuilds and regroups and re-strategizes what's the way forward. But that's not what we're being told. That's not what we're being led into do by our very same quote-unquote Republican conservative leadership that we've put in power for years and decades here in Texas and Collin County specifically. They have no ideas. They have no way forward. They just want to continue to go on down the road to the abyss. But there is a way out. There is a way forward. And all it requires of you right here, right now, pick up your phone, call your state rep, and tell them we want to vote. And if you're still feeling obligated or interested, you can hang up that phone, call up your state senator, and say, hey, we want to vote. And if after you've done that, you think it's not quite enough, you can call up Lieutenant Dan. Hey, Lieutenant Dan, we want a vote. And if you're feeling really froggy, you can call up Governor. Yo, Greg, we want to vote. We want to be heard. We want an opportunity to discuss our own independence. If you're not willing to do that, myself included, If you're not willing to do that, and to be honest, I've already texted several of my state reps and my state senator asking them to support the bill, which unfortunately is probably dead and buried for this session, but it doesn't mean it's going to go away. It doesn't mean it's never going to come back. We have an opportunity every two years to keep bringing it up and bringing it up while there's still breath left in my voice, while there's still blood flowing through my veins. I'm going to be an ardent supporter of the idea that we should be able to say 
what our destiny is. We should be able to determine what our government of choice is. We should be able to determine and have it be heard what our desire for the future is. And I'm not convinced staying tethered to the millstone of those other states is something I want to continue with. But let's put it to a vote. Put it to a vote. And with that, this is the episode of Texas Tuesday, episode 394. I've given you the 411 on 411. And as always, you can help me help you by like, sharing, and subscribing to this podcast. And if you've been particularly motivated or impressed by something I've said or done in the last 400 episodes or whatever it is now, you can rate or review this show. And thank you very much, and I will see you on the other side.